I also I'm really glad I never got into um, like Red Bulls or anything. Mm-hmm. Some people will drink it and just kind of like, oh, this is why I need to like stay awake. I would try it, but it just never really tasted good to me. I tried five hour energy for a short period. Oh but yeah, like, me too. It never did anything for me. No, I remember thinking like that I would need five hours of energy, like in order like like for me in college, like five hours of sleep was like okay, this was like a really good night. Like mm-hmm. I like got some sleep in, um, and then so I remember then going into this one time before finals and thinking, okay, five hour energy, I can take this and it's like sleep in a bottle. And so I don't have to sleep. But I also heard that you should like wait, like go to sleep for a little bit right after you take coffee. And then when you wake up after like 15 or 20 minutes, it's going to react more because then your body's going to be like, okay, now I'm actually awake because the stuff's like hit my system. Mm -hmm. I did that and then fell asleep. (laughs) I just remember I would take it when I had to work early mornings at my uh job yeah at the time to which like saturday mornings i had to be there at like 7 30 and i'd been a like to bed at at the earliest 1 30 a.m person since i was like 14 yeah i don't that, like that stuff ended for me smoothly maybe like a, a week after college <laughs> yeah so it's just like since then it's always been like this late to bed yeah. and then like i'll have to get up early and that's when i tried the five hour energy and mm. really just didn't do anything yeah no again it's one of those things you had to like suck down and like just hate yourself for a little bit and mm. then be like well this is it's okay because i'm gonna be awake now yeah well just because i was awake when i wanted to be sleeping i always hated myself mm. <laughs> that's just kind of how it goes like i didn't need the five hour energy or any type of energy drink to help me hate myself in the moment okay <laughs> you have that predisposed predisposed predisposition yeah yes you have a predisposition to hate yourself <laughs> yes <Don't. laughs> i carry that torch always can you <laughs> i would like for you to not have that how do i how do i take that away um, i'm encourage? sorry this isn't the olympics there's no torch handoff <laughs> okay i don't want the torch <laughs> yes um, but then you could like try and hand it off to someone else right. but then you're sticking it with someone else exactly i would i would take it and throw it in the lake or something i'll just carry my torch i'll be the statue of liberty give me a book Oh my god! <laughs> All these torch references. Where, name another one. Minecraft. I need to light up my caves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Oh gosh! I, <laughs> I was thinking of uh, the torch. Isn't the torch like a? There's the flash, and there's like also... the human torch. Yes. Isn't the that Flash a thing? is nothing like him. No, I know that, but I'm saying, isn't like, isn't that a, a superhero? Yes, that was Chris Evans before he was Captain America. Yeah, so the Human Torch, <laughs> my contribution to this conversation. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> Boom! Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Fantastic Four. Reference. I gotcha, gotcha. That was. Yeah, pretty Mr. Fantastic. I was gonna say that. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Ugh. All right, now work an invisible right. woman. Somehow. I know, right? Well, we can't see her, so I don't know how to work it in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should probably get into this. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Fairpoint Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Fairley II, and our co-host, oh, sorry, our producer, Bertram Zeke. Hello. Yeah. 
Thank you all again for joining us. Um, very happy to have you all listening in. Uh, thank you for listening. I don't know what else to say about that. But what I, I can tell you... I think it summarizes it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, and if I were um, to list off our social media, I would say... <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this this way. Um, you can follow us anywhere and everywhere on the Fairpoint Podcast uh, on Instagram, um, as well as the Fairpoint Pod on Twitter. And you also can do a follow. Nope. You also can email us at the Fairpoint Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to sub to any of our platforms in order to listen to us when we come out with our podcast, that means subscribe every week. You can do it on Spotify. Castos, which is our host site. Actually, I don't know if you can subscribe on Castos or not. Try it. Yeah. Go go try it. <laughs> Let us know. Apple Music, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. I will say the YouTube video comes out a little bit late just because it takes so long to upload it. And then I get lazy about making it go live because I can make all the other ones go live at the same time. But YouTube is separate. Well, like, I also just put out our last podcast thing on Instagram like today. So, uh, mm-hmm. so we're, it, it was, it, it can be a little bit late. Hey, we're not perfect. We're not getting paid for this. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just here. We'd like to ride. get paid. It'd be but nice. we would, we would like that <laughs> onto our sponsorship section. Yes. You're at here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when people have really good ads, I like to listen to them like pod save America. I think they do really good ads, but mm-hmm. like other places they just kind of like read the script and it's like, yeah, it's boring. So Pod Save America, they kind of do it where it's like, do they do like a dramatization or do they have like a pre-recorded one that's like from the company itself? That no, no, no. They'll like, they'll read parts of the ad, but the people will be like kind of chiming in and like some banter and like going back and forth, mm-hmm. adding their own stories about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if it's a mm-hmm. sock company, it's just like, look at my socks. My socks, they're amazing. Right. Would you not want to have a pair? <laughs> so if you sell socks, you know, that's, that's what we got. But everybody just got to, <laughs> any advertiser just kind of got a taste of what we could do Ooh. with their advertisement. Wouldn't you like to? Wouldn't you like us to advertise <laughs> your socks? Okay, please. No. I'm sorry, a sock company. Okay, so we're out of socks. All right. Dang. <laughs> we just lost socks. <laughs> Holy socks. Your big toe will go through instantly. <laughs> I was thinking of like holy as in like spiritually holy. I know. That's the play <laughs> on it. Just like, holy socks. Oh, that sounds nice. Your big toe will go through. And say, oh, oh, that's nice. That's the holy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> big sock. I think we lost them. Yes. <laughs> Ugly sweaters. <you're> next. <laughs> I was always thinking about like, should we do just like fake advertising? I just like make up something and like advertise for it. I've thought about doing like skit type stuff right. before, like uh, having like a fake uh, preacher like thing going on, mm-hmm. but like what you're preaching about has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> anything biblical. Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like you will respect the bacon. Yes, pastor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the bacon enriches your life, and when you use the grease. For your eggs afterwards. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Listeners, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I might have been on one. <laughs> Bertram has I'm on one taken right. that torch. <laughs> the torch is in my hands. <laughs> Once again. 
No, that definitely has to be an Andrew. <laughs> the whole torch thing. Um, so thanks for taking the torch, Bertram. Oh, I'll be more than happy to. I'll just uh, stand here with my tablet in one arm, torch up. Oh, Statue of Liberty pose. This is the new Statue of Liberty. Yes. We have tablets, not... Books? Is it a book or is it a tablet that she's holding? Oh, because it might have been like an old, old school yeah. tablet. Yeah. I think it's a book. Yeah, I think so. I think just because it's a statue, mm-hmm. it seems tabletish. Right. Now, I'm pretty sure it's a book with like Roman numerals on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what book it is. Not like the Constitution or anything. Yeah, well, I'll stand here with my on one torch mm-hmm. and my iPad. Let's <laughs> just pose. You know, we're like recording on like audio. I know. So they can't see. That's why posing. I described it like that. So they can get the picture that I'm holding my iPad. And the torch doesn't actually exist. <laughs> Just so the people I can't see. Can so this has been the worst Black History Month ever. <laughs> Our first topic. This is where I get brought down <laughs> off one. <laughs> What's that? Sure. I'd love to go into it. <laughs> Has uh, it really been the worst one, though, Daniel? I know. Someone was saying that earlier. I was, I was actually listening to On That Note podcast, and they were saying that, like, one of the hosts was saying, um, Calvin was like, oh, yeah, like, it's been, like, the worst Black History Month ever. Like, look at all the stuff that's happened. And then uh, the other host, Brandon, was like, oh, like, has it? And it's just kind of like, well, I mean, I guess, like, because like, Black History Month started in the, like, civil rights era. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, there were, like, much worse things going on. Yeah, like, I always wonder when people talk about this is the worst of something, like, this this is the worst America's ever been. It's like, you know, there is slavery. Right. Or when people were saying, um, we're celebrating President's Day, 44 out of 45. It's like, it's we like, might, yeah, we might want to cut back. Just like a couple, like just, just let's, let's like, like knock could, out like the first 20, you know, just start there. And then, well, then would we'll, you have <laughs> Abraham Lincoln in there? Like he did one thing. I mean, yes, it was ending slavery, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, sorry. Don't work, <laughs> Don't rock them like I'm about to rock them. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Um. So yeah. So Abraham Lincoln ended slavery, right? And like, so like, obviously, people did like good things. Um. The first twenty presidents, like, sure they did good things, but yeah, like Thomas Jefferson like expanded the territory of the United States. But then again, he expanded the territory of the United States. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and so like cool like Louisiana Purchase but then it's also like oh wait this is also other people's land before you just decided that it was yours now mm-hmm. um, so there's good and bad I mean you even have people like LBJ right who was a person that signed the Civil Rights Act into law and you also try to have the whole great society thing where like this was like everyone is equal look how beautiful everything works together and yet he basically swept things under the rug racially oh absolutely i mean dr king was assassinated under his presidency right because mm-hmm. like the fbi was looking for him yeah and i think it was called the kerner reports right like that basically just described how his great society was nothing but a fallacy and he thought it looked bad so he swept it under the rug yeah because he didn't want it to reflect badly on him exactly a notable racist still mm-hmm. signed in the civil rights Act. you know so mm-hmm. it's like there's always good and bad yeah but this bad, this <laughs> bad history month, this black, bad, bad, bad history black month. Black history month. That's what we're going to call it now. <laughs> um, started out, I mean, I didn't realize this was, this was literally February 1st was Ralph Northam um, coming out and talking about like him being found for doing blackface. Mm. Um, 
and then so him and then his subsequent like week and a half or whatever it was of like apologizing and then saying it wasn't him but then I did do blackface but then I also want to moonwalk right now and you know just everything that came mm, and everybody being like uh the lieutenant governor could step up and then it's like oh wait um, like he was a black man that was gonna be good but then there's mm, all these rape allegations exactly and then it's like okay we got what do we got we got a uh, mark herring all right uh attorney attorney general go ahead like, uh, i once did blackface too like oh come on <laughs> uh so you have that you got liam neeson um that yes. was also that was this awesome month. this month. Um, so good for him. I heard that his movie bombed, so happy to hear that. Yay! Well, <laughs> you can only see so many Takens before you feel like you've seen enough Takens. I know. Someone described it as Taken on Ice. I was like, hmm. Um, but yeah. be an interesting concept. <laughs> and dude, that would just remind me of the... Um, it's like, like just chasing a killer. is just like, I will find you, and I will kill you, and like doing like... A spin move and land. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much that's what Threat Level Midnight was. Remember when they were at the ice skating rink? This I've is... never seen Threat Level Midnight. Well, let me tell you, it's it's a movie created by the Michael Scott of Dunder, Mif- Dunder Mifflin Scranton. Uh, that was his movie, Threat Level Midnight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was they were there was a scene where they were like skating on ice and then they were shooting at each other. Yeah, that seems like an old Steve Carell type thing to do. Okay. So, I'll send it over to you. But anyway, so that was like... So, that was the original Taken on Ice. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you have that. You have the Gucci turtleneck resembling blackface. That was this past yeah, month. Yeah, that was definitely pretty bad. And then, didn't like Floyd Mayweather Jr. like yep. go to Gucci right oh, after that? Yep. And it's just like, like, I don't care. I love Gucci. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um... He still like stood with Gucci and like mm-hmm. like after that like intentionally went out to stand with Gucci. I mean I think people just do things to get their name on stuff. Possibly. You know what I mean? But then again, like with Mayweather, like mm-hmm. he makes so much money off of just individual boxing matches. Like, does he really need to do that Stupid for publicity? Of money. He doesn't. Um mm-hmm. and he only has to fight like once every five years. Mm-hmm. So it's just like what are you what are you even doing? So um, how does that make you feel when uh like Fifty Cent makes fun of his illiteracy? <laughs> Fifty Cent is just a troll. He's like he the, is, like he's major petty. He's he's a major troll. Like we li- we have one black troll, and we've just given it out to Fifty Cent. We're like, hey Fifty, can you just like? No, we have a lot more than one black troll. As, like who else like does it like Fifty Cent? We're just like putting up was it Wendy Williams and comparing her to. Those monsters from like the old like nineties movies. Or buys the first two hundred seats of Jai Rule's concert so that the first rows will be MC. Right. Like like you know what I mean? Like who who else do we have that does stuff like that? I mean, we have people that do stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. they don't have the money that fifty cent does, mm-hmm. so they can't do quite as much. Right. Like I would say Soldier Boy is on the black troll train. He like just got on. No, he gets on and off. Okay. I would say he definitely gets on and off. Do you think that his soldier game was a part of this, was part of the troll train, or would he, like, really serious? I think he was serious, but he was literally just ripping off Nintendo. <laughs> was that, the, I think that was this month, too. I think that was, uh... No, I think that was last month. It was I, January? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that Nintendo, did Nintendo, like, take him out during Black History Month? I they don't know might what have. it was. But... 
I guess like a good Black History Month thing was Drake. <laughs> Thank you for your contributions, Soldier Boy. Right, I mean, you know, you gave us some memes. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see what else happened. Uh, Katy Perry also had shoes that were oh yeah that god awful looked very black like, yeah, and they were ugly. At least like the what? Gucci sweater was like you know I mean I could rock it, but this is this just looks bad. Mm. These were like, bad shoes. Why would you want to have a face like that on your heels? Like, why? What about that makes sense? <laughs> like, that doesn't even look fashionable for someone that's trying to go out there. Like, Lady Gaga would never be like, you know, I could do this. And she's worn a meat dress. She's worn a bubble <laughs> dress. She's worn all types of dresses that don't make any sense. Right. And I feel like Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga still would not wear those types of shoes. No, she came to the award show in an egg. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Like, she'll do stuff, but I think Lady Gaga would look at those shoes and be like, I'm not wearing those. Right. Those, they're god-awful. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, it probably wouldn't work with whatever outfit she's doing. Or else it would be like this one entire, like, blackface <laughs> outfit. It's just like, okay, Lady Gaga, you're completely done. And that's like, what else would that match with? Other mm. blackface stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, there's an Alabama newspaper. Remember that? Where the guy that called for the KKK to ride again. Wasn't that like a congressman that... Said that they wanted the KKK to write again? Yes. And then maybe he put it inside the newspaper. Uh, yeah, um, like a letter to the editor type thing. Right. And that, and to carry out mass lynchings in, I think it was like DC or something ridiculous. Hmm. <sighs> oh, you, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that has anything to do with the, what was it, like the Coast Guard or whatever? Oh, the, the Coast Guard guy? That, that um, wanted to put out a hit list or had a hit list made for mm-hmm. all these different people? all of like these like democrats and news reporters mm-hmm. um i don't know. like i'm sure he's had that set but he was right. kind of like ooh maybe this is my time right um i hope not but who knows in trump's america mm-hmm. anything's possible well at least that dude got caught <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know what's going to happen to him likely much less than what would happen to let's say a black person or a muslim person mm-hmm. but you know at least he got caught yeah. before he did anything crazy mm-hmm. um but speaking of trump's america and the things that we believe what happened inside of it jesse smollett i'm like really really done talking about him <laughs> I like know. i, I have i realized it was like, i think it was our last like three or four podcasts we first talked about him on episode six brought him back up on seven and then episode 10, ten is yeah. when we brought him back like, I had this thing where I kind of felt like after talking about something or someone two times, mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And Jesse's forced, this would be the fourth time. <laughs> like, I'm done with Jesse. I'm, I'm done talking so about done. him. So, so done. Um, so thank you for potentially staging your own hate crime. Not really thank you. Green Book. Let me tell you about this movie. I was, like, kind of surprised at how much backlash there was because of this movie. Did you watch the movie? Yeah. I like, okay, so I walked out of that movie, and me and my girlfriend went to go watch it just to have like a fun date, date night or whatever. And mm-hmm. like when I walked out, and it wasn't literally, it wasn't until the very end of the movie that I was like, wait a second. Cause it all just ended in this way of like, you know, there's been racism that's happened. I honestly did not like the black guy, not the black guy, I did not like uh, the white guy, Venny, or I don't know what his mm-hmm. name was. Um, so I didn't, not, I didn't like the white guy from the beginning when he took, 
the glasses that these black men that were working on their house that like drank out of his own glasses and to, put like, them in the trash can and put them in the trash can right like from that moment i was like oh screw this guy like mm. who do you think you are that black people are so disgusting and so dirty and so filthy to you that you would literally throw away glass knowing that you are eating hot dogs for money but you would throw away these two perfectly good glasses because some black people drank out of them. Mm. Um, and so to see him go from that uh, throughout the movie and just every time something racist would happen, he'd be like surprised or he'd be like, wait, this really still happens or whatever and still not get it. And it just become like this whole thing. And like, and honestly the whole time I didn't realize it until Mahershala Ali won the Best Supporting Act- Actor Award. Um, that he was the lead and not... Exactly. Ali. I was like, wait, what? Like, how was this a story about him? This this entire movie was about Mahershala Ali and, you know, the character that he played, the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you... How can you even conceive that this was somehow, like, a story of triumph for, like, this white guy? Yeah. Like, how did that make sense? But then, at, then when I found out that his son was the one that wrote the... Um, like wrote the screenplay or like, you know, wrote, I don't think he directed it, but he was the person that came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you would make your dad the star of it. Yeah. And, uh, God. So I just like walked out of it. I was like, this was literally just to make white people feel good and to be like, I have a racist uncle. Maybe he can drive a black guy around and then maybe he won't be racist anymore. <laughs> Cause another thing that happened is that like all the other people, like all of his cousins, all of his brothers, yeah, like at the end, yeah, they all were racist at the exact same time, saying, "How dare you let you know these black people come into your house without you?" Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, now they didn't go through a transformational experience and go see racism and all throughout the South and whatever. Yeah, they're just kind of like, okay, yeah, oh, well, come on in. Like it was just, oh my god, it was just, yeah, the that worst. part really didn't make sense to me. I was like, what? Like, what in the world? Like, you can, like, kind of see, like, the main guy's, like, transformation, like, seeing everything. Right. But with the rest of the family, they're just kind of like, what? How, no. does, how does this even make sense? Is it, sense? like, just because your cousin is, like, cool with it, you guys are going to be cool with it now? Like, right. Racism isn't, like, it doesn't make sense, but people aren't that flimsy with it. Exactly. And how is it that when his wife was, was cool with having these black people work inside the house and was, you know, was taking the, the cups out of the trash can that didn't translate to them that like black people are okay. Mm. But like when he comes back and he's like, Oh yeah, the doctor's cool. Now they're like, Oh man, I forgot all the racist stuff that I did. Well, this movie did take place. Like what was it? Seventies. So they probably weren't like respecting women like that still. Yeah. I mean, women are respected today. today, Yeah. Right. Like they still aren't, but women are more so respected now to the point that we can look at women and see the power that they put like have. Right. Whereas back then, it probably was still a matter of, we don't care what you think, you're a woman. Yeah. Um, and I guess it was even to show her, I guess, like, caring or compassionate side or whatever, mm-hmm. that she was different than him. Yeah. But still, like, she was different than him, but never, like, challenged him or never was like, why did you throw these glasses away? Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just kind of, like, quietly, like... Tony was the guy's name, I think. Yeah. Because I remember the scene, and it was... Uh, this one scene and it feels like it's kind of like the defining moment of what the movie really should be like about mm-hmm. and it's uh marshall's trying to be accepted in some way because mm-hmm. they have like the whole like breakdown on the highway in the rain right he's like if i'm not black enough and i'm not white enough uh, yeah. then what am i yeah like yeah like that whole thing is like he's basically trying to find his acceptance where it is 
he plays for all these rich white people mm-hmm. so he doesn't get accepted by black people to the point that Tony was like, I'm more black than you because I right. struggle and you have all this money. And I have, I know what fried chicken is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his character is like this whole matter of like, yeah, has money, has a recording contract, plays mm-hmm. for all these white people. And like the white people don't want to accept him. He goes into a bar like the first city that they're in or the second city that they're in and gets beat up just because he's black. Yeah. So it's like becomes this whole matter of like it should be a movie that's a matter of him trying to force his place in the world mm-hmm. because he was also a gay black man that at one time like gets handcuffed because mm-hmm. he was fooling around with another guy. Right. And I, I that just it just makes no sense to me that again, except for the fact that his son wrote it, that Tony was somehow like the hero and the main character of the story. Mm-hmm. This, this is not about you at all. Yeah. It was supposed to be about, like, his transformation, but, like, still, like, I feel like that's the secondary thing of what was happening with the oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, and so that for me, again, like, just disregards all the stuff that Mahershal Ali went through, all the things that he did in order to advance just the idea of black people playing um, in the South, mm-hmm. right? Like, bringing that to light and being able to say, no. I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be the one that's going to endure all this pain, all this punishment, because it's not about me. It's about the greater culture. It's about people being able to travel through the South and not have to use a green book. It's about people being able to work with others and go into a place and be able to eat in the restaurant Mm -hmm. before they play there, right? Like, this is about so much more than just me. And yet, Tony, it was never about anything more than himself. Yeah. You know, it was always about, like, what he he wanted to make some money and he wanted to that's really the only reason why he even went on the trip um sure he like punched a guy or whatever for Mahershal Ali but yeah they never really resolved what happened because they he broke the contracts who did uh Tony because he was supposed to Uh... successfully bring him around all these places and he was supposed to get the pay at the end when it was successfully done right and he was only getting like the first half of the pay at the beginning Mm -hmm. like he never actually completed the task right so well i guess he got him to the event i think it was just yeah. like it but like the other guy like Mahershal Ali didn't get to play mm-hmm. at the event yeah i don't know but they both kind of like had a bit of an ignorance about their travel mm-hmm. like ali's character like literally walked into a bar without tony thinking he could get a drink mm-hmm. and got beat up like he was kind of ignorant to how bad the south was racism wise i think he knew i think he like for me it was an understanding of putting himself into places that he knew he wasn't welcome mm-hmm. um kind of again for this idea of the greater good right in the same way that he went to literal plantations and you know was was there when they still had people that were servants at this point they were probably getting paid maybe um but you know we would go into those places knowing that like it was going to be bad mm-hmm. um, in the same way that he wasn't allowed to use the bathroom inside like the, that one plantation mm-hmm. and had to either use the outhouse, which is probably where all the other black people went to mm-hmm. use the bathroom or drive back to his hotel. So I think that it was more of an idea that he needed to do this, like quote, like for the culture, which mm-hmm. is a current reference, but what his idea was, you know what I mean? Cause I think that that then allowed for other people to then kind of start traveling in a way that they maybe they didn't before. Yeah. But again, 
So if that had been the story, if that had been like the story of Green Book, like what you had talked about, the part where he's like, well, what am I? I'm not white enough, not black enough. Mm-hmm. Um, him fighting for people to be accepted. And then it ended with like, and now then like after this, Anita Baker went out and sang all over the place or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. and they started listing off all these different artists. Like, that it were... just ushered in a new era of right. artists being accepted places. Yes, exactly, right? If that was the story of it all, you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. that would make sense to me. That would be like, okay, this is an inspiring story. This is something that showed how this black man was able to endure all this pain, all this punishment, all of these horrible things in order to advance something that he knew was bigger than him that he probably would never even see come to fruition um but he knew that it was worth doing anyways mm. but instead the story was like my dad was a racist and then now he's not because he, he drove around this black guy for a little while mm. although it does kind of come to understanding that you got to surround yourself with different people yes because that was like one big problem was like tony was only surrounded by like other like italians in brooklyn mm-hmm. like his family people he's close to were right. like all just like him mm-hmm and then when he finally traveled around with the black guy, saw how bad it was, then he finally learned it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's definitely a movie more for white people. Oh, for sure. To feel good about themselves, like to be yeah. like, oh, whew. Mm-hmm. I thought like racism, you know, was really bad, and then it just never ended. But like, clearly, look at this guy; he changed. Mm. You know, I saw like a spectrum on Twitter today. I was supposed to be like the. Uh, how racist are you spectrum (laughs) and like looking at it like i looked like i was like all the way at like the one end where Mm -hmm. it was like you're a complete and total advocate for Mm -hmm. people of color and i was just like yes because it was like once you moved like three to the left because it was like this bar of like complete white to complete black because like once you moved three to the left i was like okay that's messed up that's Uh that and then it just got more and more messed up as you went down the line but i was like like the last three i was like that's good that's decent and then after that i was like okay problematic <laughs> god this sounds like like a buzzfeed quiz of like white guilt and it's mm. like do you have it can we take it away oh look at that you're not racist like, like, <laughs> like how many times have you said the n-word in the last year it's like oh oh <laughs> oh god <laughs> the answer is anything higher than zero <laughs> it's like have you said it once at least once yes you fail (laughs) but i was listening i don't care (laughs) doesn't matter what you were listening to (laughs) but gold digger (laughs) i feel like i need to save like that tweet on the podcast yeah okay so one of my favorite tweets of all time is from this uh comedian who was a viner he said one time that he was at a bar and it was karaoke night and so this drunk white guy stumbles on the stage and then kanye's gold digger starts playing so, which, if you don't know how Kanye's Gold Digger goes, the chorus goes, Nah, I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no. And then you can kind of figure out what one of the next two words is. So his tweet goes, Gold Digger starts playing. I fold my hands and pray. Please say, broke, broke. <laughs> and it's one of the best tweets, in my opinion, because it's just like, yes, this white guy understands and is praying that this drunk white guy is not going to go up there and just say the N-word repeatedly. I know it. Um, so, all of that happened. 
Green Book won Best Picture. And I'm also not even saying Black Panther would have won Best Picture because, I mean, it's a superhero movie. And mm. It's hard to have a plot line. It's hard to do anything. It's like action movies. I, I don't even know if there's ever been an action movie that's won mm. Best Picture. But, right. Possibly because people are looking more for a story. And when you have the action, that, right. like, replaces story. Exactly. Time-wise. Exactly. And so... I wasn't expecting Black Panther to win because Black Panther, it was more of like the cultural movement that it sparked than it was the actual movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I wasn't expecting that they would win Best Picture. But like, definitely not Green Book. Yeah. Just definitely not Green Book. Um, and so, yeah. So anyway, so we do all of that. We have all those things that happen and then we end our glorious Black History Month right where we started in the Virginia Governor's Mansion. <laughs> With now our first lady of Virginia, which I had so much pride in. She was she was the person. She was the one that said, hey, just sit down. Just inappropriate circumstances. Mm-hmm. Do like, not moonwalk on this freaking this stage. This is not the time. <laughs> like, just, God. Like, can we just get through this press conference? And can you just go sit down? Because I just don't need any more embarrassment. Mm. And yet. She then decides, oh, my husband started this? Well, I'm going to finish it. And gave not only gave black kids cotton while they were on a tour during the freaking, like, inside of the governor's mansion, mm-hmm. but then told them, imagine what it would be like to be a slave. And have to pick this <laughs> every single day. What? I I I have I have some wonder about some of this though. I tell me your white wonder. <laughs> this wonder bread wonder. I knew you were gonna go there. All right, here's my thing. Uh huh. I don't think this is something that this is the first time she's done it. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. No 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 no. Well, the, the, no no no. Listen listen. The, 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 I'll let you get your laugh out, then I'll continue. Okay, <laughs> just saying. Oh. Uh-huh. It wasn't the first time he did blackface, but, you know, we get it. <laughs> yeah, he also did Michael Jackson blackface exactly. at some other point. But my whole thing with that is a matter of, well, is the governor's mansion, did it used to be a plantation? Um, I don't think so. It's like, it sits up on a hill, mm-hmm. and it looks, but it, it's like, it's very, like, green around, but it's... I mean, unless it was, like, really far back, maybe when... I don't know when it was built. I, I, I couldn't say for sure. It has big columns like a plantation does, and mm-hmm. it sits up on a hill like a plantation does. But, like, looking around, it doesn't seem like anything could grow there. So that's why I don't think that it was a plantation. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, but it might have been, which is why they might have brought cotton out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, apparently it was like she just handed it to one student for mm-hmm. it to be passed around to the other students. And it was just, like... Maybe a matter of white ignorance of you just handed it to the black kid. Right. Or it might have just been a, could have been a thing where it was like someone took it way more than she ever really intended to. Like it could be complete white ignorance. It could Mm -hmm. be something that might have been blown out of proportion in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like we weren't there. Like I don't think that she actually really tried to say it was just like, here, black kid, here's cotton. (laughs) Now imagine if you were a slave. (laughs) Like I don't think it was like that. Okay. I think I, I hear what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, like, it could just be, like, this matter of, like, white ignorance where she didn't think. Where it could be, she's done this tour multiple times, and she just always handed it to the white kid, but then she ha- happened to hand it to the black kid this time. 
That's fine and really generous of you. Um, like, I really don't know all the circumstances. <laughs> this is just complete and total speculation. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. And that's fine. It's like, for me, it's not, I'm not totally offended to where I'm like, oh my God, like, get her out of here. This is ridiculous. I just think mm. that this is just stupid, funny stuff. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's just kind of like the like face palm, just like, you do realize what just happened with your husband at the beginning of the month, right? Right. You you were there, right? You were like, maybe him. you stay away from cotton. Stay away from black people with <laughs> cotton. Right. Um, but I think it does kind of bring us to our next topic of like cancel culture. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of these things fell into the like cancel this person or cancel this company or cancel whatever they're doing because of this thing that they said, did, continue to do. Ooh, and I want to run down the list. All okay. Right. Do you cancel Ralph Northam? Are we gonna do, do this like right now? I, I just want to know if you cancel or not. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it'll be like a game show, like cancel or not. Yes. Do you cancel or do you not cancel <laughs> Ralph Northam? Uh, yeah. Do you cancel or do you not cancel <laughs> Liam Neeson? Yeah, you made one good movie. I'm yeah, I'm fine with like not dealing with him anymore. What about Gucci? Uh, never bought Gucci. Sure. That's one thing about cancel culture. Is like, can you really cancel it if you've never had it? Right. <laughs> never contributed to it. All right. Do you cancel the Alabama newspaper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what? Yes. Going back to last thing and you were like... Do you mm-hmm. cancel Jesse Smollett's? Oh... This one is because he's still a harder. gay black icon. He is, and it's the Chicago freaking police. Mm. So like, ah, I have a follow up to Jesse. If you do cancel him, okay. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say no. I don't cancel him because of the Chicago police and because of the way in which this case has been handled thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say no, but you can ask your follow up question if I said yes. All right. It was going to be, do you cancel empire? Oh, I haven't watched empire since like maybe the second season. So there isn't really a matter of canceling for you. Right. Right. Which is like what we talked about with Gucci. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to throw in my Gucci belts now. All right. <laughs> Never had any desire. Okay. Do you cancel <laughs> green book? Yes. I canceled it when I walked out the movie theater mad that I... I didn't even pay any money. Someone gave me a gift card. Well, I wish I had spent it on something else. Mm. Do you cancel Pam Northam? Pam Northam. No, you're fine, sis. Like, it's just... it's you just It was just stupid and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't... It wasn't anything to, like, cancel someone over. All right. I feel like going down the line... I would cancel Ralph Northam, but he's not leaving, so I just kind of want to step back and see what he does for the remainder of his time in office. Right, right, which gets to another part of cancel culture we'll get to, but yes. Mm. So Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. Neeson, I've never paid attention to anything he's done. Like, I know him by name. Mm-hmm. I know him as the Taken guy. Right. Can't tell you a movie that I've actually seen that he's in, so I can't really cancel him. Uh, never bought Gucci either, so I can't really cancel it. That's a good question, because you're doing... If you can't cancel them, then that's like a third option of like, I can't, like a not yes like, or no. I, like, I can't cancel them because I was never supportive. Right. And for me, it was like, if I can't cancel you, then like, why not? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I have to cancel Jesse. Yeah. I think I have to. Tell me why. Just because of what he did was so stupid and he literally hurt a whole bunch of other people that could go through what he went through. Mm-hmm. So I think I have to cancel him. He, There's another thing I want to talk about with cancel culture. He does have a chance for redemption in my mind, but right now he's canceled. Right. And I think that's the, that's like the part for me that like we still don't have all the information about mm-hmm. what happened. Um, and so that's the part that makes it hard for me because it's like, you know, two or three weeks ago, it was like, I'm so sorry. This is ridiculous. I could totally imagine this happening in the America that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like. Just not with two Nigerian men being right. MAGA country, guys. <laughs> and so it's like. So it's just like, this just all sounds so stupid. Like there's just no way, like again, like with Trevor Noah making the Lifetime movie, it's like, yeah, this is what this sounds like. This sounds like something so stupid and so ridiculous that you would try to find two black guys, pay them to go into a store where clearly there's going to be cameras. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You didn't set up like a fake Amazon account and like ship it to a PO address with like a Visa card that you had. You know, like it's just Or tell them to go to like two different stores in two different areas. Like none of those things. And you hire two black guys. Like, come on. Like Mm -hmm. this is all just, it just all just feels really ridiculous. Um, and so I think that that's, that's something that like makes it more complicated for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I can see as like as to why you would want to cancel him given the information that we have right now. Yeah. All right. We've talked about him for too long. No more talking about him. Oh yeah. Um, Canceling you in the podcast. How about that? <laughs> all right. I don't know if I cancel green book. Mm-hmm. This movie was made to make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Like me and my people, <laughs> we, <laughs> we need movies like this. <laughs> Freedom Riders, <laughs> The Blind but, Side. <laughs> like, I definitely see the big backlash about the movie. But, uh, like, Marshall Ali, like, if you cancel Green Book, you're canceling something he worked on. And I'm at this point where I don't think mm-hmm. I can really cancel anything he's worked on that easily. Yes, he's great. He he is. He mm-hmm. is. And so I, I don't feel... I'll cancel the, like, the narrative of the script, but not the whole movie itself. Right. Because Mahershala Ali, again, like, played his ass off. Like, he was amazing as mm. that character. Um, like, anytime I see him now, like, mm. I know it's going to be, like, some good, like... Right. I want to go see Alita Battle Angel, which he's in, and that movie was that. actually trash. Uh-huh. But, like, he still did good in it. But he right. didn't have that much, like, screen time, which might have been one of the reasons why it wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But also then you see him, like in the first half of the first season of Luke Cage. Right. And you see him, like... That was the first time I, like, really saw him and saw him, like, playing keys. Uh, and I was just like... Oh, yeah. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an incredible actor. Like, the moment he got killed off in Luke Cage, spoiler alert, <laughs> like, the show started going downhill. Right. Like, everybody was just kind of like, did you really just kill Cottonmouth? Really? Yeah. So it was this whole matter of the, once he died, like the show went downhill, like showing how powerful he is mm-hmm. as an actor, like as in that character too. And yeah. then you see him in Green Book, and to me, he carried that movie. Oh, like absolutely. I didn't, I did not like Tony's character. He was just kind of like the "What are you doing?" Yeah. type person for me. But it was like watching him, watching Ali. I was just kind of like, yeah. This is the reason I'm here to see this movie. You know what I mean? Like, and for him to, again, like actually play the keyboard during those times or him to 
go through and have that pain and that anger and to keep going back and to keep getting beat up. And like Mm -hmm. that, like just all felt so real. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, makes sense why he would win his second Oscar for um, best supporting actor. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just like, yeah. And also I guess he was then he is now also in, both of those, because Moonlight and Green Book both won Best Picture. I actually never saw Moonlight. Oh, it's so good. I always, like, I actually tear up every single uh-huh. time I see that music video by Jay-Z, the mm-hmm. Moonlight music video, yeah. where it has uh, Gerard Carmichael. Right. Because it's just like, you get to the end and he just sits down on the bench and looks up at the moon. And just like, this is a beautiful scene, just seeing him like sitting on this bench in the moon, mm-hmm. moonlight. And then it's like, and the winner is La La Land. It's just like, <laughs> <sighs> Um, but yeah, yeah, like I never actually saw Moonlight. No, it was like honestly, go. I don't see you have to go anywhere to go see it anymore. But like, download it or watch it or whatever. Um, I, I did see La La Land though. <laughs> I never saw La La Land. Honestly, it wasn't that good. Yeah, one of my friends saw it like five or six times in theaters. He's like, "This movie is so great. It's the best movie ever." Eh. Yeah, like cool with the jazz that's in it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like I'm good. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I also wouldn't cancel Pam. Pam, because, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just kind of inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so yeah, so going into cancel culture, like, so what do you think is like the why and how um someone gets like canceled? Or we I mean what can like we obviously went through a bunch of things that were in that happened over Black History Month mm-hmm. that often are deemed as canceled or not. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What do you think? I do feel like that's not really the e- <laughs> the easiest question to answer because mm-hmm. the why always depends on the person or right. the business or whatever, and the how uh, for canceling is just kind of like I guess going back to like what we said with if it's something that you frequent or not, if it's mm-hmm. something that you could be like, yeah, I can live without this at like to any capacity. Mm-hmm. Just like the how with canceling is just I don't know. It's Cancel culture is actually more tricky than we make it out to be. Like, I feel like people definitely deem it like, oh, you're canceled or that's canceled. But then it's it's always like just said and it's like easily said, not mm-hmm. so easily done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when it comes to stuff that you really care about or stuff that like affects you normally. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So let's say so I mentioned before about like canceling Uber. Right. It was mm-hmm. something that didn't really affect me because I could then just go to Lyft. It, mm. You know, there was like another option, but if yeah. Uber was the only one and then there were no, there were no other competitors and I would like have to like catch a taxi everywhere. Like that would feel more consequential to me that I mm. needed to like go out of my way to do this thing that, um, I couldn't just do on my phone or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just interesting cause we call it cancel culture, but it's really just boycotting. Like, like in, essentially, like it's more of boycotting people because we mostly use cancel culture on people, but essentially do. it's boycotting. It is. And it also is just so limited, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's something that it, I'm sure that in a really weird, crazy way, this like Trumpian way of knowing how fast the news cycle is, mm-hmm. um, you're able to see, I'm sure that like he had some advisors or whatever is able to see that. Whether you leave or whether you leave office, Ralph Northam, whether you leave office or not, 
in a month from now, it won't matter. Yeah. You know? And so that's just so crazy to know that that's how fast our culture moves. I mean, just last week was um, freaking, what's his face? Michael Cohen had his testimony last week. Mm -hmm. And also Trump was meeting with Kim Jong-un last week. Like, these are like all these things that happened in a week, like a week ago. And yet the Oscars were also last week. You know, like all these Mm -hmm. things happened in a week ago. And yet, like, not even... Like, even when, when I was posting the stuff about, like, Zion Williamson, I posted that today, that happened what felt like so long ago. Yeah, and it was only, like, two weeks. Yeah, exactly. And so just, like, this flash-in-the-pan type of deal mm. um, of how fast our news culture goes that I think is just so interesting. Because, like, sure enough, this is... It's something that's so interesting, I guess, for Ralph Northam because I'm thinking about when history books like go back through and they like talk about, you know, his governorship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that like, this might not actually even be mentioned, you know, like this might not be something that, but, but had he resigned, this would have been the end of his presidency. I mean, the end of his governorship, right? Mm-hmm. This would have been the thing that like, we had these governors in Virginia and there's Thomas Jefferson and blah, 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 blah. And then he got to Ralph Northam. And then this is why his presidency or his, this is why his governorship ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, this would have been like the defining moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that would have changed like his, now it's there, but in the same way that when Mark Herring talked about like doing blackface, there wasn't a picture attached. And so it didn't get as viral. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those things that like when I think when you search you know uh, Governor Northam like this picture comes up yeah. um, and so I wonder but it's something that like didn't end his governorship yeah right um, so yeah so I think it's just it's always interesting for me and I would say kind of in a similar way of people are comparing like R. Kelly to Michael Jackson and kind of like all of these rumors and allegations. And then like, um, I guess he wasn't indicted because it means you're like kind of convicted, but Mm -hmm. charges that were, you know, both of them have faced, um, even though both of them went through court and were acquitted. Um, it's just kind of like, it's so much easier for me to cancel R. Kelly than it is for me to cancel Michael Jackson Mm -hmm. because I, like R. Kelly, I know a couple of his songs. I can like whatever, like mm-hmm. dance to them. But like I like love Michael Jackson and like I was know exactly where I was when he died. Like I remember all these things about him. He has such like great music, but I think that's like for like and even that point of view is totally missing all the horrible things that both of them have been alleged to do. Mm-hmm. Um all the horrible things that like ways in which they've affected uh, other people's lives and you know like there are all these all these different ways in which they've been accused or hopefully with R. Kelly being indicted on horrible horrible things that they've done to, to people and children mm. um, and so it's just crazy that like with that happening and even with me someone that like understands and prides myself in social justice I still know that like to my core it's gonna be hard if this never like this leaving Neverland um you know like documentary comes out on HBO and it like shows some things that are like really convincing and really compelling Mm -hmm. um because it's just like wow this is this is a person that I idolize this is someone that I really love a lot um and so I, I don't know, that's just something that like I've thought about and I like struggle with myself as to like why I'm okay with, again, canceling stuff like Gucci. I'm like, I never wore a mm-hmm. Gucci belt and I don't have any desire to wear a Gucci belt. But if it was like cancel, 
I don't know, something that I wear a lot, but cancel pour over coffee. I don't know. <laughs> it's time to drink tea. Right. <laughs> that would be hard. <laughs> um, but those are the, so that's for me is something that I have some shame with because I think that I will often, it's easier for me to cancel things that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to this question of who does the canceling? Ooh, I think it depends. I know. I think that like, I mean, like Black Twitter is really good at Black Twitter is probably like the spearhead of right. this is what's canceled. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's mostly where I get my oh, cool. We're not doing that anymore. Gotcha. But it's funny also because then you'll have people that try to like hop on it because it's it has to be something that's like almost organic or almost like a grassroots like there is something that happens and we're like we all not even we all but like there is a feeling that we should be against this thing that happened and so we're going to cancel it Mm -hmm. but if it's like one person who's like y'all we're going to cancel this thing think about monique and netflix Mm -hmm. people are like uh no we're keeping netflix like yeah like my cousin's friend's brother like He's paying for that account. I'm going to keep using it. Exactly. And they all know that we're all sharing accounts. So what? We're not. Nah, like we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're totally good. Um, and so when someone like will come out and say, we're going to cancel this, mm. it's it reminds me of, um, I don't know, someone like trying to, someone like giving themselves a nickname right mm-hmm. and just this idea of like well i'm gonna like name myself this and everyone has to call me this now and it's like no one gave you that nickname this wasn't like a cultural thing it's that like you're decided. not kobe you're like he's the only one that can make a nickname that he makes stick you don't have right right, right exactly black mom <laughs> but how many other people are like you know what i mean this is my nickname now and mm-hmm. i made it up for myself you know mm-hmm. nicknames are something that come with people find it. I was called like Twinkle Toes when I was uh, really young and I played football because mm-hmm. of like the way that I would move my feet. And so that was just like what the coach would call me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, look at my feet, look at my feet on Twinkle Toes. <laughs> you can't give yourself nicknames. You can't pick something to be canceled um, mm-hmm. and say, hey y'all, we're all going to do this now. Yeah. Like you could try. Sometimes mm-hmm. it'll catch on, but for the most part, you're just going to, kind of stand there and be like is no one coming with me (laughs) i wonder if there's anything that you can think of that has worked in that way that someone was like y'all we're all gonna cancel this and then like one person being the spearhead not just like a growing movement of like faceless memes or Mm. you know random posts that have been retweeted thousands of times i don't think i've ever seen one person completely spearhead something i've always seen like a multitude of people like Mm -hmm all coming together and be like yeah we're canceling them right right and so I, that's why i think that it's something that's more of like a cultural movement mm. um that like has to take place within a group of people yeah. um and it can't just be one person and the next question would be and i think this is a pretty easy answer are there levels to canceling i think so yeah um what 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 exactly do you have in mind well I have a list of people here for comparison okay. about whether or not like like the different levels of their cancellation because mm-hmm. I, I do think that there are different levels. So right. like an R. Kelly to a Kanye West. 
Would you say that they have different levels of cancellation? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would completely remove R. Kelly um, from everything that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kanye West, it's like, bro, like you're doing stupid stuff. I have like really, really, really good friends that are um, Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. And I say like, not like, I say, I'll say I have really good friends. Okay. They are friends that I grew up with mm. that are now Trump supporters. See, I thought you were about to say Kanye fans. I was about to raise my hand and be like right here. Then you said Trump supporters. I was like, definitely know what they have. <laughs> but I have like really, I have friends that I grew up with that are Trump supporters mm-hmm. um, that I totally disagree with. And we fight on Facebook a lot. Um, I've seen one of those exchanges. Yeah, exactly. And so those are people that I, I still care about. Um, but like, and so like for Kanye West, like I'll still... I'll still listen to like graduation. Also listen to college dropout. But like, I mean, even for me, like, I don't. I'm not like sad that. God, what was it? Was bipolar? What was his last one called? Kanye versus Kanye. Uh, his last project was Kid See Ghost, which was with Kid Cudi, and before that, it was a solo project. Yay! Yay! Okay, um, you're very up to date on Kanye stuff. Um, um, I've been a Kanye fan, although I don't like what he's doing. I know. Uh, so yeah, so I would say definitely like, like, and and it was just the other day that someone um, posted about Kanye when he was like in that all white place. Like he was like dressed in all white, and there was like a bunch of white, like not white people, a bunch of black people dressed in white mm-hmm. around him. And he was doing the Fred Hammond sample. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yo, I can get down with this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I mean, he just like, he makes beats and he's, he's, you know, awesome and super creative. Mm. All right. And so here's the last question before we get into different comparisons of cancellation. Mm-hmm. Can someone come back from a cancel? That is a great question. Um, because I think that, I mean, this is something that I think about a lot. Um, and I don't mean like the half hearted cancel where it is no. just like, like, yeah, Ralph Northam, you're canceled. And then, like, a month later, be like, oh, well, this is going to blow over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole matter right. of this is canceled. And then you see a change in the person. Be like, right. We could let you back in now, maybe. You know, and, and I don't know if I have a good enough example to be like, yes, I would definitely agree that this mm. happened. Um, this person did some really horrible thing. And then now they're not that now they don't do something horrible or now they're now they're changed now they're an advocate or whatever mm-hmm. um i mean i think about like chris brown right um for me like he's been in my mind like canceled for a while ever since 2009 maybe i think it was a little bit later than that. whenever when did he hit rihanna it was like 2009 or 2010 okay um yeah around then um i've just been like you know like i just i can't get down with that oh uh, so you didn't like turn up the music no, what? No. <laughs> so like I, so yeah, so he, he's been like canceled in my mind for like a really long time now. Okay. Um, and so I even hated how much I liked uh, Freaky Friday. Oh, um, the song with Lil Dicky. Yeah, because Lil Dicky's University of Richmond grad. And I'm like, yo, this is uh... crazy. Um, and so that's like, so I hated how much I liked that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was... I, I yeah so that was like the only thing I can think of in the past you know a couple of years that I've liked from him mm-hmm. but I've still always had this like icky feeling you know what I mean like, whenever I do like something by him um and feeling like I need to kind of like stick to my guns of canceling him mm-hmm. because it, it's not like 
he did this and then like turned around and started running like a battered a battered woman shelter or like funding some type of like campaign against women's violence or you mm. know what I mean like made some change in which he understood deeply how wrong and hurtful he was mm-hmm. um he just kind of like didn't do anything you know like he, yeah he just, just like, kind of like let it fade which took a while for it to it fade did. for some people but yeah it faded for most right and so i think that that's something that i just don't like so i i would say for me in order for someone to come back from being canceled they would need to in a way like do like reparations right i mean mm-hmm. like not just a way of giving money back to someone that you've hurt but also doing like repairing the harm that mm. that have been, that has been caused right i don't think that there's anything yeah they're they're like it and it it comes from a place of like both parties need to agree um but for me like you would need uh i don't think there's anything that like you cannot you, you should not find forgiveness in your heart for mm-hmm. um and i say that in a way of that being the person who was harmed's choice to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like to decide that, that they're going to forgive that person. So it's not like I'm going to see a sexual assaulter and like the person that they sexually assaulted and be like, I forgive you, you know, like mm-hmm. that's not my place. Um, and so I think that it needs to be something that comes from whoever was harmed in the situation. But I think that the person who did the harming needs to repair that harm Um, and that, I think that that is a big part of what for me makes a difference in cancel culture, um, is like the repairing of the harm. And so if you do something and you're, you do something really bad and then people cancel you and then you do like nothing to repair the harm, let's say if Ralph Northam, you know, does like literally nothing to, uh, advance whatever type of agenda is going to help uh, black people in the state of Virginia, mm-hmm. um, then like you've done nothing to repair the harm. You've just harmed people and then stood on your white privilege and then like rode off into the sunset, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would say that it needs to be somewhere in which people are knowing that they've messed up actively working to repair that harm to that person and then allowing whoever was harmed to then decide whether or not they want to accept their um, apology or that their re- reparations mm-hmm. and then forgive them. All right. So this is going to be a question that I ask for each individual person. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with Ralph Northam because we kind of touched on before earlier and you just did now too. Could he come back from a cancel? And like, and this is another part of it is that he, there was a lot of pressure, right? Mm-hmm. There's pressure from literally anywhere you could think of for him to leave or for him to step down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it, it it didn't happen. And so it like lessens the blow, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so now he's at the point where it's like, I mean, he went through like the darkest part of the night and he's coming up on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, the blackface is being wiped, wiped <laughs> off. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he's in the bathroom mirror wiping the shoe polish off, right? And so this is... So he's coming out on the other side of things. And so I mm-hmm. think that um, there's so there are so many things to be worried and upset and angry about in the world mm-hmm. that, like... Like, again, us being uh, very adamant for him to, like, leave and then, like, he didn't and then, like, there's nothing that I can do about it. I'm not going to sit here and continue to like ask him to leave. I'm not going to sit here and continue to like waste my time with this. Mm-hmm. You've heard my opinion. You've heard my thoughts. Like that's what I have to say about this. 
And if you're not going to leave, like I said before, you need to make reparations. Mm-hmm. But he could come back from the cancel. Um, yeah, I think that he already is in some like weird ways. Be not because he's done anything helpful, but because he has just waited it out. Mm-hmm. So you, you know? think it's more like the flimsy "you're canceled," but no one really meant it. I think that he is someone that just again took this Trumpian approach of like I'm just not gonna care, mm-hmm. um, or I'm going to stick my ground or whatever. Um, so I, I I would say yes that he can come back from a cancel, mm-hmm. but in a way that's not as maybe there's like maybe different paths in which you can come back from a cancel, right? Yeah. There's a path that I think that I haven't seen yet where someone does something really harmful. There's a path that I haven't seen yet where someone does something really harmful, let's say sexually assault someone, and then go into, um, you know, funding a lot of like sexual assault prevention programs, talking to people about what happened, taking, you know, this as a mission to then change whatever is going on, change this culture, change the mindset of people around them, change, you know, using their platform for great influence, um, in which they're able to hopefully again give some reparations to what has happened. There's like that path of like getting out of a cancel or like not being canceled anymore. Mm-hmm. And then there's just a kind of like be quiet and let it die, you know, kind of keep doing your own thing. And then eventually people will forget about it because Trump's president. So like literally every three minutes there's something going on that could end the world. So could he come back? From That's why I said, yes, yes, yes. I said, okay. yes. Okay. But more the second route, like he's just going to like, it's going to get swept under the rug kind of. And it may be mentioned like in the history books as like a sentence. So you say he could, but you just don't think that he's actually going to. Not, no, I think not that, in your mind. I No, I think that he could and he will and he is. Um, but it's not like the right way. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. Next person. R. Kelly. This, I, I just, I have no, I don't think that he can come back. How canceled is he? Is he completely canceled for you? Or is he like, I can listen to a little bit of his music, no. but the rest of the way he's canceled? No, like completely canceled. Um, I mean, just because he's been denying this for years. Like there's so much evidence and so many gross things that he has done. Um, I that There's just no way that I could ever. And he, And again, he's done these things and he's like ridden that wave of like, I'm just going to like make a gospel album now mm-hmm. and not talk about how I married a 15 year old woman, 15 year old girl named Aaliyah, right? I'm going to do all these things in which I'm going to sweep under the rug. What's happened. I'm going to continue to knowingly all of my friends know that I am assaulting these girls. All of my friends know that I'm, I'm inviting these little girls to come back into the studio. Cause I know they're going to be impressed. They know that I'm R Kelly. I'm in Chicago. I'm the biggest name here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do all these things knowing in the, the support of my friends you know, and like, I, I think it's just, there's just no way that I can forgive someone like that um, who has actively, again, fought against that and actively denied all those things that have happened and have made no reparations to those have harmed. So next time you hear, nah, usually I don't do this, you're going to skip Ignition Remix? Yeah, I absolutely will. That's going to be difficult. <laughs> Especially because the meme that came out like right before that documentary came out, uh huh, which was uh, someone said like, it's every... Mix to ignition and then just put a picture of a hot and spicy McChicken. Oh, like right I after. See that? <laughs> like I saw that and then the whole thing happened. I was like, "But me, mm, yeah, we can, we can lose. We, we're okay. Okay, <laughs> I think we'll live." Do you think he could come back from a cancel? 
No, I don't. You think, you think they, R. Kelly just completely? I mean, unless you're him. that one woman that runs a daycare that gave him a hundred thousand dollars for bail, like she, she came or she gave him whatever. But she probably didn't ever ever cancel, cancel him. him. I mean, for some people, we probably can in the way that we're going to forget about it type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's something I would ever personally can't for like forgive him for it. I don't think that like like we're not in this like cultural space, especially when we've canceled big people like like Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. right? I think that was like a big like cultural moment for black people to be like, look, like this is, we can't do this anymore. We mm-hmm. can't sit here and have people that we know rape and drug people and that be like an icon in our eyes. Like this, mm-hmm. we have to stop. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, with stuff like that, I think that he feels almost like, of black people that have been canceled, like the biggest name. Um, and R. Kelly is probably is up there for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's something that once we've made that decision, that it's like, this is, this is just a part of it. Gotcha. Honestly, music wise, it's mm-hmm. hard for me to cancel R. Kelly mm-hmm. because I am a musician mm-hmm. and like just seeing like what his music is like when the make it rain remix by fat Joe comes on, like R Kelly has the first verse and mm-hmm. he kills the verse mm-hmm. when the it's me remix by Swiss beats come on, comes on, he has a second verse and he absolutely kills it. I'm just kind of like, I don't think I could skip those songs or skip those parts. Well, and also like music wise, like some people have pulled songs with him out of their catalogs. Mm, right. So like in the album, there'll just be like a song missing where he was on it or he mm-hmm. wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of feels like, I don't like it when there's a song missing on an album. Like it feels very incomplete. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely like this music right, person, so right, it's like right. it's difficult for me music wise. Okay. Him as a person, yeah, get him out of here. Don't right, let him make right. any more music. <laughs> right, right. But as for what he's already made, it's kind of like now I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> um, who else? Louis C.K. So he's someone that I I used to claim as my favorite comedian. Really? Um, I used to really, really like him as a comedian. And then I felt really funny when he started saying the N-word. Um, but like, you didn't cancel him yet? I didn't cancel him yet, and I don't know why. I was just kind of like, God, he's like really like... I mean, it's Louie. Uh, I was like, he's really running over this edge. Um, mm. And like, I get it. I get why the joke... Like He was talking about like people in Starbucks or something like that. And it was just like, I get what you're saying, but like, God, this is, this just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to, then, then to hear all the stuff that he did, mm-hmm. you know, after that, um, or even during that time, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is not, not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So I would say like, I'm not going to like listen to any more Louis CK standups or anything. Um, and that for me is someone again that like, I love laughing and like, I'll like, actively listen to things that make me laugh Mm -hmm. um and i'll be sad when i miss stuff so i'll often like listen to um the late show monologue um Mm -hmm. i'll listen to like five of them in a row or something even though i already know the news i just want to hear like a funny way that it's being told so i enjoy laughing but i would definitely not um do like louis ck again well it seems like some people have actually like undone their cancel because he came back really fast he did (laughs) but you don't think that like he should come back from the cancel or do you think that there's something that he could do to come back from it i i again especially with him being a comedian like he's not this will likely be in one of his stand-ups at some Mm -hmm. point you know um 
like he's someone that is known to be raunchy and known to be like again running over this line of like there's a white guy saying the n-word and we're all okay with this like he's like very clearly saying this yes Mm -hmm. it's a joke but like this is very clearly happening in front of all of our eyes Mm -hmm. and like no one canceled him then you know yeah Um, i think some people might try to give him a pass because he's half mexican so some people are like well he is a person of color even though he looks and identifies as white right right um yeah i mean that's like fine but it's just like yeah i don't know i don't i don't uh agree i think that again i'm gonna cancel him but mm-hmm. i think that the culture or like people are in general probably won't mm-hmm. all right for the next cancel person kanye west <laughs> um i'll ask you this first mm-hmm. did you actually ever cancel kanye i think i like stopped i i, I honestly like for real for real for me i Man, I mean, maybe even after graduation. Um his pearls. I know. Uh, I just stopped, not stopped completely, but just like wasn't super, super into him. I would listen to a song or like whatever, but it was like when 808 Heartbreak, I think I liked one or two songs on there. Um, that album was great. I hated it when it came out, but that album was great. I like, so I... I got this and I was just kind of like, uh, like I haven't listened to Kanye like that in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Now let's say like chance the rapper does some dumb. Shit, I'd be like, Whoa, this, I made some, I'm going to need a moment mm-hmm. to like figure myself out. So you don't feel like you were deep enough with Kanye to ever say you could cancel him because you weren't really on with him. Yeah. I just haven't really been on Kanye. I mean, again, he'll come up with like a couple of like good songs or like he'll, God, I think like Monster came out like after, um, or like Watch the Throne. Mm-hmm. That was probably the last Kanye album that I listened to, even though like a joint album with Jay Z. But like that was like okay, this is a dope album. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since then, I mean, that came out like maybe my sophomore year of college. Um, but that's so that's so again for me, it's one of those Gucci things of like, yeah, like, eh, doesn't doesn't phase me. Well, I know people have canceled him. Do you think that he could come back from the cancel? Because yeah. here, here's the interesting thing about Kanye: like his mm-hmm. cancel isn't a matter of something like Louis C.K.'s or R. Kelly. It's a matter of right. like, he's like, I like Trump, mm-hmm. and then like said some stupid stuff. Right. But we've always known Kanye to always say stuff like stupid stuff, whether mm-hmm. he's right or not. You'll still say stupid stuff, right. even if it's right. Right. No, I think he very easily can come back from a cancel. Like mm. he out of all these people would be the easiest person to come back because mm. he could just come out and be like, y'all, I was tripping. Like mm. I was just really out of my mind. I was on some crazy shrooms and I went into Trump's office and I typed all zeros into my phone and that's my password. Like I was just like, I was off it. Mm. Um, and, and people would be like, okay, you know, like, I- and like there have been people <laughs> that would like, they're like Kanye's canceled and he dropped yay. And it was just like, you know what? Kanye's uncanceled, which that, project was garbage it really was bad mm. but like people were like okay Kanye, you're on cancel now and then like some people with the whole fred hammond like uh-huh. sample that he just did a week ago mm-hmm. they're just like okay kanye's uncanceled but i've seen other people be like you really think i'm gonna uncancel kanye just because of a flip like this right but then i also question like why would we cancel him so easy just for something that he's said like that mm-hmm. um, like it's 
he's definitely like the dichotomy out of probably most of the people on this list Mm -hmm. because it's just a matter of like he doesn't align with his main core audience whereas with other people they've actually done stuff yeah 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 yeah. no that's very true about him um yeah everyone else really has been has done something you know terrible Mm -hmm. um so i I agree. I mean, I think that's again, why it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, if he were to be like, you know, I was tripping, like I changed my mind or like, I don't know what I was thinking or mm. whatever. Or even it may even just be, he's kind of like a really good album. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And people would be like, yeah. Like if you he know. ever finally drops Yandi and we're just like, Oh snap, this is amazing. This reminds us of like the beautiful dark twisted fantasy or mm-hmm. the graduation Kanye. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I want the old Kanye back. Mm, um, the old <laughs> I, I want another album that feels like beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Personally. Right. Um, so I think that like those are, that's kind of like where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, um, that Kanye can, he can very easily like in a tweet or a, you know, statement or whatever, like come back mm-hmm. from this. I don't think that he's, too far gone people have just like kind of written him off and like uh yo this man is like crazy Mm -hmm. um and so i think that that's something it's easy to come back from all right next person xxs (laughs) tentacion i don't even is that the guy with the no is is six nine him is that the guy with the six nine on his face no it's takashi six nine okay i don't xxx tentacion was the guy that was shot and killed back in june of last year Right, and then there's something that came out about him beating his girlfriend. Yeah, he, uh, he supposedly like beat his ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. and like the report that she gave was like he tied her up and gagged her and stuff like this. Oh my god! And then like she ended up walking back that statement while he was still alive, mm-hmm. saying that she like lied on part of it. Gotcha. But uh, people still cancel him because they're just like, no, we think that you did in fact beat her. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was extremely controversial, like, as an artist. I think I remember him doing a lot of controversial stuff. I think I remember him just, like, being shirtless and shooting something, or... I don't know. I, like, never... He, I could not even name a song of his. Maybe the one thinking Minaj that he did, I remember seeing... No, that was ten, that was the 6 9 guy. Yeah, that was 6 9 He had a, the song Sad. He had a song called Moonlight. I, I like, I couldn't even... He, the song that propelled him to fame was called, I think, Look At Me sure and it was like extremely distorted mm-hmm. but uh i remember controversy controversy came up because for that song's music video which he like threw like another song maybe another two songs in there the music video became highly controversial because mm-hmm. at the end there's like he's on this stage with people in the audience and then he has this black kid and this white kid and he puts a noose around the white kid's neck and pulls him up on the stage what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like he was like extremely controversial, or didn't know who this is, Mm -hmm. who this was. Um, But yeah, when he got killed, there were a lot of people that were just like, "That's fine." He beat women. It was just kind of like that's kind of extreme. Yeah. But before he died, he apparently was like turning over a new leaf. Like he was trying to be more positive. He created Mm -hmm. an album that he said, "I'm not putting this album out," and so we get a million retweets for this charity. Mm -hmm. Uh, He started working with Joey Bass more, Mm -hmm. like. He actually seemed to be like turning over a new leaf, and there were a lot of people that were paying attention that were just like, he looks like he's actually trying to do better and be better, and he just got gunned down. Right. And I think that that was something, if I remember correctly, I think that was when his girlfriend or wife was saying, 
like after he died, people were like, you know, saying that's fine. You know, like your husband was like, you know, that mm-hmm. woman beater is like finally like out of your life. Like he's dead now. It's so and great. She was like, no, right. That's like this not was, okay. Right. Um, so I, again, that goes back to my idea of reparations. Like about to repairing harm that like, mm-hmm. that is her decision to make yeah. whether or not she wants to forgive him. So I know a lot of people have canceled him and with what, everything that I said, would you have canceled him if you paid attention to him? Like originally, I, I probably would have. I mean, because I also, even if I did pay attention to him, I don't think that I, 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 again, I think that I've heard his songs, Mm -hmm. so I don't think that I like them enough, you know what I mean, for it to be a hard decision Mm -hmm. for me to cancel him. And do you think that you'd be able to come back from the cancel, like, especially with the stuff he was doing where he was trying to do more charity work, he was... Right. I mean, again, for me, it has to directly relate to what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, again, the best way that I think that someone should repair harm um but i just don't know because obviously you know he's no longer with us mm-hmm. um same thing with michael jackson like you can't there's nothing that i can do mm-hmm. at this point all right next person chris brown oh my gosh <laughs> do we do we um you have you still haven't canceled right uh yeah I and do canceled. you think that he actually could come back from the cancel just yes or no i think that he has already it's okay. just me <laughs> okay <laughs> all right company wise the nfl um, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I didn't really care about the NFL anymore. And so when stuff happens, I'll like watch NFL memes cause they're funny, but mm-hmm. I'm not like super into it as much as what it was before. What about if Kaepernick comes back in the league? Will you be like, Oh, that'd be cool. I would like that. You'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, NFL's uncanceled. Even though they had all this stuff going on for like three years. Right, 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 right. I mean, there's still like just this gross depiction of like Mandingo fighting of like all these white owners sending out all their black players to like Mm -hmm. fight each other um, in an entertaining way of like throwing a football. But it's still this like very like white people, the rich, rich, rich white people sit at the very top in boxes and like Mm -hmm. the poor black people like poor in very relative terms of billions to millions Mm -hmm. um, are out in the field playing in the rain, wind, snow, whatever, Mm -hmm. literally like concussing themselves on a daily basis. Um, I just remember when like the whole kneeling thing mm -hmm. was going on, like the main kneeling thing, especially after Trump made his comment. That's when people were like, Oh, you want us to kick us this into overdrive. Mm -hmm. And then like the owner of the Cowboys, like, had his whole team and staff like kneel before the anthem and then stand mm-hmm. up for the anthem. Right. And then he like looks all proud because of what he did. I was, mm-hmm. I was basically sitting there looking at him like, what are you doing? Right. And also I was like, he kind of does look like he's this proud, like slave owner, mm-hmm. like locking arms with the people that work for him. Oh yeah. Like yeah. looking at him, I was just like, you kind of disgust me in this moment. Yeah. No, all the owners disgust me. Um, what was name Jerry Jones? I think it's a guy that's yeah. owns the Cowboys. What if no, like did he were disgusting. to bought like the Panthers? Would you have been like, you know what, this is cool? Um, yeah, but he still would be. It's like black police officers, right? Like they're mm-hmm. still in a racist system. They're still in a really messed up and just like horrific system that even if they are that one shining light, even if they are that one person that says, Hey y'all, this is wrong. They're um, still playing along with the system rather than being right. Cause that's it. how you get there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The NFL owners like association or whatever, like they're not just going to let anyone in just because you have money. Mm-hmm. Trump tried to get in and he couldn't get in. He tried to buy the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, ha Trump. <laughs> so like 
they're particular about who gets into their club. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't think that that's like, I don't see that as uh, changing anything. Um, Cause there, again, there's not anyone except for Oprah. That's like Oprah rich, <laughs> you know? All right. Uh, Shay moisture. Uh, I couldn't cancel them. I like, it was, there was a video. It's very funny about it that like black people trying to cancel Shea Moisture. And it was like, all right, I'm about to throw this away. Oh, well, this has still got a little bit left inside here. Oh, I just bought this one. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to, and it's just like, we can't, this is our hair. We we already have to like do so many things to make it acceptable for white people to even like, you know, have our it, people like it literally like it's 2019 and there was a law that was just passed that you can't discriminate against someone. Yeah. I think having, it was New York's police force. Right. Exactly. You can't discriminate against them for having like their hair growing out of the way, like growing out of their head, the way that it grows. Like mm. we have to like do all these different types of maintenance and chemicals and spend all this money to make it acceptable for white people to think that it's professional. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that no, like there's no, like it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Next Dove. I think they did like some, I don't know, it was like a blackface thing or something like that. Yes, it was. They did the whole, they took the shirts off. Right. And when they would take a shirt off, like there was a, a black woman that took her shirt off uh-huh. and then it turned into a white woman and people were like, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> First you're dirty, now you're clean. Um, no, I, I, I still, again, I, I think like it's, there's so many, there's like, Almost like a you feel like this is probably more like the Pam Northam type thing, where just kind of like you didn't think this through. I think that, and it's just like this combination of like, how much do I use or enjoy this thing Mm -hmm. that's trying to be canceled? Right, that then oftentimes will make it easier or harder to make it to cancel it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's like, how bad is the thing that this person did or this company did? Mm -hmm. And that then again makes it easier or harder to make it canceled. so like so you wouldn't really say dove is canceled no i i definitely bought and still used of okay yeah what about like h&m with the coolest monkey in in the jungle shirt on the black kid oh that was like a year ago yeah that was a year ago um i mean they just use like sweatshops and like really horrible practices in general Mm -hmm. um i don't even remember i like got into H&M for like three minutes and I was like, yo, this is so crazy. You can buy $5 t-shirts and whatever. And then I realized that like all their clothing is really horrible and poorly made. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's all rushed and it's all made in these like really, you know, these are sweatshops that children are working in. So the coolest monkey in the cheaper. jungle hoodie didn't do it for you was the sweatshops. Yeah, like, exactly. Nah. Right. So those are the things kind of like that made it harder for me. Sorry. That made it easier for me to be like, Oh yeah, I already didn't like you because of this other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they didn't have that suit and it was just the hoodie, would you have canceled them? And if you did, would you have let them come? It was, would there be a way they could come back from the cancel? Again, this is like on a scale, like one to five of things that I use a lot. This mm-hmm. is on like a one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would make it easier for me to cancel them. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't think it would be like the white ignorance oversight type thing? No. You think it was like, do you think there's this whole thing going around now talking about like, um, what is it? It was like anger marketing or mm-hmm. like there's a certain name to it. It's not anger marketing, but it's right. I, I, I give like kind of like just starting up controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, no, I think that there's people have caught on to it. Companies and corporations have caught on to this idea that like, there's a certain type of viral that you can get. That's mm-hmm. going to actually boost, you know what I mean? The sales and your prices. Um, I think in the same way that, 
people in Starbucks, um, like the baristas were told to like intentionally misspell names. So that way people would like post about it on Snapchat or, or wherever and be like, mm. look at the way they spelled Derek. How does anyone spell the name this way? This is totally ridiculous. It's like, there's not even a D in the way that they spelled it. Right. Exactly. Um, but then what that does is it just creates free advertising for Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, one thing I've heard <laughs> with like the whole Gucci thing, with uh-huh. their sweater mm-hmm. was their target isn't black people. Their target is white people. Right. So if they outrage marketing, that's what it's okay. called. So if they outrage black people with mm-hmm. this like blackface type sweater mm-hmm. and black people are like, you're canceled. It'd be like, okay, white people that are our customers. Come right. on in. Right. Exactly. Um, just like you're mm-hmm. looking at our advertisements because we planned it that way. Yeah. And so again, so then you get like all of this, this media, this hot, pot pan flash of media mm. um so and it's all free advertising so mm-hmm. i think people know about it now and the last one is a company that i don't think we've canceled at all no it hasn't been for us but it has been canceled by right. a group and that's right. nike right <laughs> i cut all the checks off my socks <laughs> yes Back to i decided socks. to stop selling nikes mm-hmm. what happened to my store <laughs> <laughs> went away with the milk store <laughs> So, do you think that with all the people that canceled Nike, do you uh-huh. think, which I think is the dumbest reason, mm-hmm. do you think that they could come back from it? Do you think it's like one of those short-sighted, you're canceled, like, oh, look, I like those shoes, like just randomly in the store? Yeah, I think that that's, that seems like that's what's going to happen. And again, like you said, Nike did some analytics and they were like, who is our target market? Who are the people that are buying our most expensive shoes? Oh, mm-hmm. look at that black people probably poor black people but black people mm. um not like rich white people that are buying new balances or whatever you know what i mean yeah. like, like this <laughs> trump supporter bought the 30 dollar nikes you know what we got 150 dollar jordans you want some? <laughs> so like they they know their audience and they know that like they would they were able to do something again to get more mm-hmm. um controversy they it was easy for them to spend 150,000 or whatever they did to sponsor Colin Kaepernick and for him to be mm-hmm. the first unsigned person to be sponsored and like all this other stuff. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Like, I remember Trump supporters were like the day after they called their cancel, mm-hmm. they're just like, Look, Nike stock is down, and everybody's just kind of like, That's not really much of anything. Yeah, and then like months later, just like, Well, <laughs> how'd your cancel go? Yeah. Um, like the whole Zion thing hurt mm-hmm. it, hurt Nike way more than yeah. their decision to side side with Kaepernick. Matter exactly, fact, that did not really hurt them at all. Um, so I think that that's something. I don't even know. I can't even think of like really successful cancels. Um, yeah, because like Chick Fil A was canceled at one point. Chick Fil A is fine. Starbucks Starbucks has been canceled. Starbucks right. is doing fine. Yeah, there's so many different things of like people that have like totally come back. I think it's easier for people to cancel people than businesses yeah yeah i can see that um yeah because i mean even like the longest cancel that i can think of hopefully like this is like before the me too era Mm -hmm. um was i think was chris brown like Mm -hmm. he was like probably the person that like took a really long break from music people didn't you know buy his albums or anything um he just kind of like went off into like the darkness for a little while Mm -hmm. um that's probably the most successful like 
cancel, if you will, that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now again, you have like this Me Too movement, this Me Too era where you have people like Bill Cosby who are definitely canceled for life. Mm-hmm. Um, people like R. Kelly who hopefully will be canceled for life. Harvey um, Weinstein will hopefully be canceled for life. You know what I mean? So you have these things where you're like, okay, yes, like we're completely done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I think that it's, it's much easier um, to do that, to do that to people. I can't think of besides that one store <laughs> mm. where they canceled something to where it hurt them so much that they failed. Mm. All right. And if something were to come out where the whole Michael Jackson, Netherland Neverland stuff mm-hmm. were to be true. Mm-hmm. Could you cancel Michael Jackson? Do you think people could cancel Michael Jackson? I will add a third category into this of like whether they're alive or not of like mm. as far as cancel culture because i think that it would be much but all of his music was made when he was alive and if he did touch on kids it was when he was alive and that's like a lot of dots to connect for mm. a twitter culture right mm. i mean this is something that people are very quick to see like oh yes you did this so if r kelly died like before he got it before that this documentary came out then I don't think that honestly, before this documentary came out, I don't think that people would have Cancel canceled him. him. Hmm. Um. I this documentary changed a lot for a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. Um. And because of how well it was done, and because the thing that I think the Michael Jackson documentary is missing is that they only interviewed one side of the people, right? They mm-hmm. only interviewed the um the two guys that um claim like the two guys that are making the allegations mm. and like their family members and yeah. then they have like videos of Michael Jackson or whatever but it's not there was no one interviewed on Michael Jackson's family side mm-hmm. there was no one that was even close to or working with Michael Jackson that was interviewed it's just their family and their side of the story um and so and also there are people that like one of the guys Wes Webb something mm-hmm. um he will he um said like he was he was like on trial or he was like in the initial trials with Michael Jackson um and he denied being like assaulted mm-hmm. um and so it's something that like there's there's just all these things that are going into it there's all these different ways in which um this is people are going to try to compare it to the R Kelly documentary, but R Kelly documentary was so much more and so much more in depth. Mm -hmm. And they again went to like studio managers. They again had hard evidence of him marrying Aaliyah when she was 15. Mm -hmm. They have hard evidence of videotapes of him peeing on people, videotapes of this one, the most recent one that came out. I don't know if it's out, out yet, but um, they talked about like that came into maybe investigation or whatever is a tape of like a girl saying that she's 14 him him like talking about her being 14 on this videotape and having sex with her mm-hmm. and raping her because she's 14 right like there's mm-hmm. it's just so different than like two guys one of which denied the allegations before and then came back and said like this is true um or like that that the allegations or whatever actually yeah. did happen and you have all these different mitigating factors in it um and also, I'll be honest, it's just harder. There there are a couple people that the easiest person to 
talk about being sexually assaulted and be believed is a white woman. Mm-hmm. Like out of out of all things throughout history, throughout just that's just the person that people assume is a victim, mm-hmm. right? Because of the fact that she's a woman and they assume that she's an innocent victim because of the fact that she's white. Mm-hmm. And so and you have these other people uh, same way in that like the easiest person to blame or the easiest person to think is a perpetrator is a black man because you assume that he's guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you assume, you assume that he's guilty because he's black. You assume that he's a perpetrator because he's a man. And so like you have this kind of like this huge scale of people and like the people that are harder to believe are going to be harder to believe in like society or because of the way that we view other people mm-hmm. are like, going to be men, right? Men are really hard to believe. Sorry. Men are um, not as easily believed by our systems and by our culture when talking about things like sexual assault because it comes to you should have defended yourself, right? Mm -hmm. They told Terry Crews that, right? Terry Crews, you're a big black guy. You should have defended yourself when that one white guy was like trying to touch you. Um, At a party in public where he would have been the guy that would have been arrested. Right. And if Terry Crews had thrown this man through a wall, which he could have and should have, Mm -hmm. then what would have happened? Now Terry Crews is arrested. Now Terry Crews is this raging black man that we all knew he was, that he was, he, you know, acted irrationally and he's now lying about allegations about the guy trying to touch him and like all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just like, so we just know that it's just, like the way that our, our society is set up kind of in the what I talked about before of it being harder for people to um, it's just like even with Justin Fairfax or other people that are doing out like that have allegations against them the system is set up to support people that are or, that are accused you know yeah. it's not set up to support people that are making the allegations yeah um, so you have people that are not set up to win just in the perpetrator um, you know like accused and perpetrator type whatever it is the perpetrator and I don't want to say victim, but like perpetrator survivor, like type of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that, that's already a layer. Then you have another layer of them being men. That's going to be hard. Then you have a third layer of like this person being dead, not able to defend themselves. Then you have a fourth layer of like, they're not being videotapes or you talking to anyone on Michael Jackson's side. Then you have like, you know, there's like, he was acquitted of these charges and like, there's so many different layers that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of in the same way that like black women were not as believed, right? Because they were black women, um, so they were assumed to be guilty but not innocent. You know, sorry, they were assumed to. What did I say about the white woman? She was assumed to be innocent. She was assumed to be a uh, more innocent and uh, right or yeah something. Um, but they don't get that assumption of innocence, mm-hmm. right? They get the assumption that like these are fast girls that are trying to hang out with old record studio people um, that are trying to act older than their age. Well, that's the interesting thing about R. Kelly for me, because I feel like people knew what he was doing. It was just a more matter of they didn't care because of his music. Exactly. Because like, yeah, we said it before, like Boondocks, the very second episode, it's R. Kelly's trial of him peeing peeing on uh, under Get off the stage! I love Huey. I mean, not Huey. That was Riley. Riley, that. Yeah. I don't remember the old. Riley's, but Riley's like, not Riley. Huey's whole dialogue, you know what I mean? Mm. Was like, that's exactly like you could just place that in time right now. Yes, the government conspires to put a lot of innocent black men in jail on fallacious charges. But R. Kelly is not one of those men. We all know the can sing. But what happened to standards? What happened to bare minimums? You a fan of R. Kelly? You want to help R. Kelly? Then get some counseling for R. Kelly. 
Introduce him to some older women. Hide his camcorder. But don't pretend like the man is a hero. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you were saying. But yeah, it was like this whole matter of like, everyone was there for the trial. Nobody doubted it. They had the video evidence, but they're just kind of like, the music. And she could have just moved it out of the way. Let's dance. Like, right. Right. Um, and so, so, like, uh, it comes down to, like, he should have been canceled a very long time ago. Like, mm-hmm. apparently Lady Gaga made a song with him back in, like, 2013. Oh, and wow. it's like, everybody knew yeah. what R. Kelly was doing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, now you want to pull him from your catalog because the documentary came out. But mm-hmm. everyone knew about this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And another part that I have about Michael Jackson, kind of in the same way that I am okay with Kanye, like, he's just someone that's just creative and just has this strange, like, this, like, strange genius about him mm-hmm. um, to where, like, some things that he does just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing about Michael Jackson being robbed of his childhood from his father who wouldn't let him play outside with other kids who mm-hmm. he's been singing since he was five years old. Mm-hmm. Five years. Could you imagine having your career set when you're five years old and for you to be in the public spotlight from that age? Mm-hmm. Like, that's from the, your first memories. I don't, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, some of the first things you may ever remember when you were, like, five. Um, and so for you to go and that be just your entire life and you just never had a childhood and you've really wanted it you've never been able to grow up and have like childhood friends that weren't just you know what I mean that did that didn't just know you because you were famous or didn't just have this like iconic vision of like who you are mm-hmm. for that to be your entire life like you're gonna do things like bleach your skin you're gonna do things like you know what I mean invite kids over and like have inappropriate relationships with them that like I, I again I don't know the full story but I think that what I saw was like and what I've understood it to be and this could just be me protecting myself from Michael Jackson being a perpetrator or, or a predator mm-hmm. um, is that like he is someone that lost his childhood that was trying to regain it that built Neverland because he wanted to be a kid and because he was never able to he never had that opportunity he never had childhood friends mm-hmm. he never had any of these things he was just like his childhood was beaten out of him so he could be a star to make his dad money. Mm-hmm. And so when you take all those things away, you're going to have that need. You're going to have that want. Um, and so when you can do it and you have access to resources and you're your own boss, you're going to do things like, well, I'm going to have my friends stay over then, mm-hmm. you know? Well, how come that doesn't really apply with R. Kelly though? Because wasn't he also raped when he was young? Like that's the story was that he was raped when he was young and he's considered to be like the greatest R&B singer. Mm-hmm. Like when people rank it, they're just like, we can't deny R. Kelly is the top for R&B. Mm-hmm. So, right. And he's written so many different hits for different people. So he obviously has the genius there. So why does that apply to Michael Jackson and Kanye, but mm-hmm. not to R. Kelly? So for me, I mean, like I, it's just, it's, it's just statistically proven that, mm-hmm just because you're raped does not mean that you're going to rape someone else. Um, And so I think that that's something that is just such, it's like a myth that's been created because... Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, that's like a scarring event for someone when that happens. In the same way that like with Michael Jackson, like he wasn't allowed to have a childhood and that Mm -hmm. scarred him. So having what R. Kelly has with him having that happen to him when he was young, having Mm -hmm. that have scarred him. Right. Like... No, I get that it's like a scarring event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like I hear that part, but I don't think that like 
because he did that, he's now justified in, you know what I mean? But I'm saying, like, in contrast to what you're saying for, like, Mike Mm. and Kanye. Right. Like, I'm Um, not sticking up for R. Kelly. Right. No, there's no excuse for what you did. Right. It's a matter of if Michael gets his pass for this reason and Kanye gets his pass for this reason, how come R. Kelly doesn't get that pass for that same reason? And for me, I guess it comes down to the fact that like R Kelly, like there's just more damning evidence towards them, mm-hmm. um, towards R Kelly than there is towards Michael Jackson. Um, and there is also not just that, but also like with, um, Kanye West again, like what he's done is not, not anywhere near the gravity right. of what anybody else that we talked about. Exactly. Um, so that's what I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I had one more question written down, but yeah. we pretty much answered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because no, it was like, why isn't did. Trump canceled? And it's just like, he was never on for some people. Well, oh, honestly, yeah. for black people, he was on until he started talking. <sighs> right, right. Because people yeah, were like, I like, want Donald Trump money. Exactly, exactly. Um, when he, yeah. And I mean, and again, he had other things in the past, like the Central Park Five, that you're like, oh, that's hella racist. And mm. that should not have been done. Yeah. Um, but then... But then again, you kind of forget those things and whatever. Um, so no, I would say that Donald Trump has never been on for a lot of people. But I will also say that Michael Cohen said something really interesting in his um, in his like last statements mm-hmm. when he said, "If you think that there's going to be a peaceful transition of power between President Trump and whoever comes next, whether it's in four, whether it's in whatever two years or six years, mm-hmm. you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. He is going to say the election is rigged if he loses. He is mm-hmm. going to say he deserves eight more years if he wins. You know what I mean? Like he's mm. he's going to continue to campaign rally through his second term if he gets one. So like you're thinking that this guy is just going to be like, oh, no, you're right. I lost the election. This is totally fine. I'm going to let this go. Yeah, he still hasn't let go of the whole thing. It was like, I beat Hillary Clinton. I had the popular vote. It was like, you did not have the popular right, vote. Right, right. You beat her by the electoral vote. You did not have the popular. And so, like, that's something that scares me, is mm-hmm. thinking about him in the future and this transition of power between him and the next president, because it will not be peaceful. And I think that... I didn't think about that. I just kept thinking about getting him out, you know? Mm. Um, and then when Michael Cohen said that, I was like, man, that's so true. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause he was, he was ready to talk about election rigging and all this other stuff. If he had lost this election, mm. you know? Um, and so don't let him get totally blown out by whoever run, whoever is like on the democratic ticket mm-hmm. and then like you just know that all hell's going to break loose he's not going to leave the white house he's going to like it's just going to be bad yeah so let's make the prediction now of in two years mm-hmm. if he loses mm-hmm. hopefully he will lose mm-hmm. i think there's a high chance he will lose but yes. you never know yeah there was a high chance he wasn't going to win mm-hmm. that he's going to come out and say it was rigged mm-hmm. and oh. all of his supporters are going to come out and say it was rigged and they're not going to shut up about it. No, absolutely not. I think that there's going to be some type of crazy, like he's barricaded in the oval office. He's like not, I and mean, there's no like keys to the kingdom, but he's like 
not letting them in um because the president's the presidential candidates when he gets down to the last two Mm -hmm. they start getting debriefed like really early on to Mm -hmm. like know just like these are the secret these are the secret things that are going on so that way when january 20 whatever comes up Mm -hmm. you're not just coming in blind right so we're gonna let you know all these different things that are going on that only a presidential level of a person would know and you think in like the same way that we had to watch obama like tell trump all this stuff like get him prepped to be the president you don't think that trump's gonna do that for whoever's next no i really I hope don't obama steps up and does that like there's gonna be some stuff that he misses just because something mm-hmm. things are time sensitive but. right i mean there's gonna be some other way that it has to happen mm-hmm. but i think like if they need to like go to the white house and do this like trump's just not gonna let them in mm-hmm. it's gonna be something crazy oh, that's when God. we go to obama's house <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I'm not looking forward to that day. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show. Man, I, we, God, we almost Ooh. ended well. We did, yeah. And but Trump, uh, Trump. And we went Trump for a long up. time. I know. Like in almost two uh, hours. I was trying not to go this long. Because um, <laughs> I was going to, yeah, I don't know. We didn't have, yeah. Mm. Well, anyway. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, thank you. I was about to say watching. I was about to be on my YouTube too. I know, you were. But, uh, yes, if you want to get in contact with us, Instagram is The Fairpoint Podcast. Twitter is The Fairpoint Pod. You can email us at thefairpointpodcast at gmail.com with any suggestions, uh, things that you want us to talk about, criticisms. Just say hi. We'll take that. If you just want to say <laughs> hi, we'll... We'll be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, if you want to uh, subscribe to any of our mediums for listening, uh, we're on Spotify, Castos, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. And yeah, that's pretty much everything. So yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Boom, ba, da, boom, boom, boom. Do we have do we have do we have actual music? Yeah, it's the intro music. Oh, okay. Bum, bum, dum, dum. <laughs> <laughs>